1: our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes.
0: Broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert, I'm your host Ryan Gable. And you are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio airing five nights a week, Monday through Friday on groundzero.radio. Some of you might be listening later in The Secret Teachings Archive, which you can find at our website at thesecretteachings.info, if you don't know about that, or search The Secret Teachings on any radio or podcast player. You can listen and download the show for free in those formats from Apple and other podcast radio players. As I said, The Secret Teachings airs five nights a week, right after Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis. Earlier tonight, Clyde was talking about cryptocurrency and the system of the beast. Sometimes our shows parallel. So tonight we are going to overlap and basically continue on the conversation here on the broadcast. Slightly different angle, of course. We all have different takes on what's happening in the world and what's happening in current events. I want to direct your attention back to a show that I did in September. September 27th of this year, 2022, called Lying Their Azov, A-Z-O-V. For those of you who don't know, the Azov unit in Ukraine is a battalion, the Azov battalion, which uses the neo-Nazi wolf's hook. And back in 2014, 15, 16, etc., you can go and find news articles about the Nazi problem in Ukraine and how Nazi groups were essentially running the country in the military and how the Ukrainian government was targeting Russian groups in eastern Ukraine and murdering tens of thousands of Russians. And after the invasion of Ukraine by Russia back earlier this year, where we had this... Revelation like, biblical, apocalyptic like thing happened with the statue of the Archangel Michael and uh, the protector of Kiev. You might remember we discussed that and the biblical revelations of all of this happening in Ukraine. Uh, of course, the black magic symbol on some of the buildings in Ukraine. It became really obvious really quickly that. There was not only a Nazi problem in Ukraine, but if you remember back even further, we played the audio for you. There was a problem with groups that we don't identify as Nazis, criminal groups like the president of the United States, Joe Biden, and his criminal crackhead son, who were involved in raping tens or hundreds of millions of dollars out of that country through energy companies and through other backdoor deals. We heard Joe Biden on audio. I have the audio recording. Not necessary to play on tonight's show, but I have the audio recording where Joe Biden threatened the life of the former Ukrainian president to make sure that Donald Trump, when he got in office in uh, 2016-17, that he did not find out why so much money was being funneled into and out of Ukraine. And we also have the audio where Joe Biden said that, well, son of a bitch, fire the prosecutor investigating my son, or you don't get the billion dollars. And now we have the so-called war in Ukraine. And now we have a cryptocurrency con that turns out to be basically what we told you back in September and what we told you even earlier than that on other shows, because we don't cover this on every broadcast here on The Secret Teachings. Something that I'm sure if you've listened to most of Clyde's shows on this, He said the same thing on Ground Zero. Ukraine has been, continues to be, and remains a money laundering operation. That might be a simple way to put it. I told you back in September, I said with all of the elements of Nazism as we perceive it, the swastikas on tanks, the swastika bracelets worn by some of the commanders, the Azov Battalion openly wearing the neo-Nazi wolf's hook, Uh, openly displaying what we call Nazi symbols, what we call Nazi salutes. That was recently in the news. A Ukrainian flag in one hand, heiling Hitler in the other hand. And, of course, they say that that's impossible because Zelensky, the president, is Jewish. So there's no way that there could be Nazis in Ukraine. Well, anybody who's ever picked up a history book knows very well, even in mainstream history, that many of the elite within Hitler's military were actually Jewish. Anybody who's actually picked up a history book knows that Hitler was part Jewish himself by lineage. Anybody who's ever picked up a history book probably knows that there were plenty of Jews in Germany that were allowed to retain their businesses that were not targeted because they were contributing to the German economy. They were legal in the country. They were not illegally in the country from Eastern Europe. Anybody who's ever picked up a history book knows that it was actually Adolf Hitler and the British establishment through the Balfour Declaration from 1917 at the end of the First World War and then in 1933 through Adolf Hitler and the Havara Agreement, which means to transfer, that the modern state of Israel was set up. Anybody who's ever picked up a history book knows that it was the Balfour Declaration and the Havara Agreement that established the modern state of Israel which has used the Jewish identity as a shield to advance its political agendas aimed at reshaping the Middle East, Europe, and the rest of the world. Something similar to this is happening in Ukraine. And while they reshape the rest of the world, these are the World Economic Forum IMF types, they seek reparations for the Holocaust. They seek reparations for everything. Look at what happened to Kyrie Irving. Look at what happened to Kanye West. Strong black men, talented black men, successful black men. We're supposed to listen to them. Not if they make the types of comments they make. Not if they suggest that something is rancid. And this is what's happening in Ukraine right now. Back in March, the Ukrainian government partnered with a cryptocurrency company called FTX. And they launched a donation website. This is from Coindesk. Supposedly a cryptocurrency, Bitcoin-type newspaper. They follow this news. Coindesk says this. In March of 2022, this is just weeks, weeks within the time frame of the initial, quote, invasion of Ukraine. It says the Ukrainian government launched a new crypto donations website on Monday, streaming or streamlining its multimillion-dollar effort to turn Bitcoin into bullets, bandages, Another war material, aid for Ukraine, aid for Ukraine—that's what it was called—which has the backing of crypto exchange FTX, staking platform Everstake, and Ukraine's Kuna exchange. The plan was to quote route donated crypto to the National Bank of Ukraine. Everstake's head of growth Vlad Lakuta, told CoinDesk. Ukraine's crypto savvy Ministry of Digital Transformation is also involved. The article from Coindesk goes on to say back in March, FTX is converting donations into fiat for deposit at the National Bank of Ukraine, according to a press release. The central bank is using donations to support, quote, humanitarian aid and programs, not specific about those programs, end quote, as well as Ukraine's armed forces, according to the website. The people will continue to fight for their freedom, but they need more ammunition and necessities, says the website. So that's back in March, March 14th, Coindesk. Two days later, TechCrunch and a number of other articles. I pulled the TechCrunch one because it's technical, and I think they explain it a little bit better than some of the other articles I read. Ukraine's president, that's Zelensky, signs a law to legalize crypto as digital donations begin to roll in. Now, back in September of 2021, Ukraine's parliament had passed a law that legalized cryptocurrency. But Zelensky vetoed the bill, saying that the country couldn't afford to stand up a new regulatory body for managing crypto. Well, as soon as Russia invades Ukraine, a lot of people get a lot of money and people get very, very wealthy. And for some reason, the money doesn't actually go to those bandages and those bullets and all of the other things they need to fight a war. TechCrunch reports this March 16th. This is 48 hours after the CoinDesk article talking about how Ukraine has partnered with FTX. As soon as they partnered with FTX and Everstake, launching this new crypto donation website, Ukraine's president signed a law to legalize crypto as digital donations begin to roll in. It says this, Ukraine's parliament passed a bill. This would be the second bill they passed. The first one was vetoed back in September of 2021. Ukraine's parliament passed this bill sometime in March. Conveniently, around the time of that invasion, right? Around the time of that invasion, they, they they quickly passed a new bill and Zelensky signed it. So this new bill that legalized cryptocurrency in Ukraine prepared a framework for the regulation and management of these cryptocurrencies like Ethereum and Bitcoin. Now the president of Ukraine Volodymyr Zelensky signed the bill on virtual assets is what they called it on virtual assets. And it established a legal framework for the country to operate a regulated crypto market. Very convenient. Very convenient. They passed the law right when Russia invades. They're going to need donations and they're going to need lots of donations. They're going to need lots of money. They're going to need lots of reparations. They're going to need lots of your pocket change. They're going to need lots of assets and resources to fight these evil Russians. According to reports coming out of Cointelegraph and Coindesk and other digital asset-focused outlets, crypto exchanges and firms handling digital assets, this is in Ukraine, will now be required to register with the government to operate legally in Ukraine, and banks will be allowed to open accounts for crypto firms. The law also reportedly empowers Ukraine's National Securities and Stock Market Commission with the ability to determine the country's policies on digital assets, issue licenses to businesses dealing with crypto, and act as a financial watchdog. The types of regulations that were just passed into law have taken on new urgency, with Ukraine receiving tens of billions of dollars worth of crypto donations in the weeks since Russia invaded the country. The article goes on to say, Bahamas-based exchange giant FTX was helping them to convert crypto contributions to aid Ukraine's war effort into fiat for a deposit at the National Bank of Ukraine. Yes, they have to get these digital donations in fast, convert them, and pocket them. Now, Reuters reported this just a few days ago, November 13th. This was uh, Sunday, Sunday night. Exclusive, at least $1 billion of client funds missing... At Failed Crypto Firm, can you guess what the Failed Crypto Firm is? It's FTX. The founder of FTX, this is the company that Zelensky teamed up with in Ukraine. So the Russians are invading. They pass a law to regulate cryptocurrency. They set up a website so that they can take donations of cryptocurrency, aid for Ukraine, and as they do that, the dollars start to roll in and then we find that those dollars or those coins, the digital currency turned into fiat and they put it right in the bank. They need those funds in the war chest. It turns out, turns out that those funds didn't actually go for, I don't know, paying for the bandages and the bullets and the other wartime material. They disappeared, not just a couple million dollars not just a few hundred billion dollars, not even a billion dollars, several billion dollars. In fact, Reuters reported November 13th, 2022, FTX founder Bankman Fried, which is an unbelievable name under the circumstances Bankman Fried, secretly moved $10 billion in funds to a trading firm called Alameda. Now, I don't know if anybody has ever heard of Alameda, but I did a little bit of reading and a little bit of research on it. And uh, it turns out that this guy's girlfriend, Bankman-Fried's girlfriend, was actually the, uh, was running the sister trading company. This is Caroline Ellison. Reuters reported 1.7. So 1, 1.72. They're not exactly sure how much of customer funds went missing. So there's billions missing, $10 billion in funds that he transferred to this this trading firm Alameda. Uh, The billions have disappeared. Uh, Reuters claimed the FTX secretly funneled the $10 billion of customer funds into the trading company Alameda Research. The Daily Mail reported that his girlfriend, Caroline Ellison, ran the sister company. So this isn't accidental. This is intentional. And it gets worse. Not only is one to two billion or more of client money unaccounted for, gone, vanished, disappeared. And not only did the founder, Bankman Fried of FTX, move $10 billion of funds to Alameda, of which his girlfriend runs, but executives set up bookkeeping back doors that thwarted and that went around the red flags, so they set back doors into the company so that they could move the money around without alerting people, including external auditors. Reuters says this, The back door allowed for Bankman fried to execute commands that could alter the company's financial records without alerting other people, including external auditors. This setup meant that the movement of the $10 billion in funds to Alameda did not trigger internal compliance or accounting red flags at FTX. Bankman Freud implemented what the two people, this is according to the Reuters article, they're referencing um, some of the people that had met with him, what two people described as a backdoor in FTX's bookkeeping system which was built using bespoke software. Can't trust nerds, can you? Bankman Fried said on Twitter he was trying to, quote, piece together what had happened at FTX. So he claims he doesn't know what happened. He doesn't know what's going on. He's unsure of where the money went. He's unsure of what happened to his clients. He's unsure of all of this. He has no idea, despite the fact that there were no investors on FTX's board of directors Bankman fried an FTX employee and a lawyer reportedly were the only people that ran the company, but he doesn't know what happened to the money. He doesn't know how he maybe in a different personality. He doesn't know how he set up a backdoor into the system to transfer this money. He doesn't understand what happened to it. He says he's trying to piece it together. Now in Criminal psychology, you might say that subconsciously to the average person, you're thinking he doesn't understand what happened. He's not guilty of anything. He didn't do anything wrong. He's trying to piece it together. What I think is when he says he's trying to piece it together, he's trying to figure out how he messed up, how he got caught, how he went bankrupt because he reportedly lost tens of billions of dollars in his own wealth, which I'm sure he had already channeled into other investments and other companies, and he's going to be doing quite well. Now, we greatly diverged here from talk about Ukraine, as we started the show with. But this is the company that partnered with Zelensky to take money, largely from the United States, hundreds of billions of dollars in wealth directly and assets, military equipment, financing the military-industrial complex, which I thought that the political left used to hate. But apparently they love the military-industrial complex. And all that money that was supposed to go for bullets and bandages and other war material, all that money got funneled, all that crypto got funneled into Ukraine, into their digital asset management systems, quickly transferred to fiat, put into the big bank, And then the company that helps them to process it and regulate it goes belly up. And that would be suspicious enough. That would be, I mean, on a level that is really incomprehensible, that would be fraudulent and that would be criminal on one level that we really can't understand. But it turns out that Bankman Fried was a lot more than just a clever nerd who tried to rip off the people that invested, that tried to rip off the people who he was managing their money. Uh, He was a lot more than that. He was the second biggest contributor to the Democratic Party. Oh, now it starts to make more sense, especially because the Democratic Party has been the primary party of let's give more money to Ukraine. Oh, so they gave money to Ukraine, Ukraine transferred it to the necessary areas that they needed to finance hundreds of billions and money transferred in crypto to Ukraine was then transformed into more money. And then that money through FTX was funneled back into the Democratic Party in the United States. So all the money that we gave Ukraine, a lot of that disappeared, or at least it's been totally useless, totally worthless. The Ukrainians are not going to defeat the Russians. So that money is a black hole with no oversight. And apparently no Republican, no Democrat wants oversight of that. So that is bad enough. But then FTX, run by the biggest, outside of George Soros, literally the biggest Campaign contributor to the Democratic Party, the second largest, only behind George Soros, running a company that when Russia invaded is the company that Zelensky teamed up with to get cryptocurrency donations, which came in the form of tens of millions, estimated upwards of hundreds of millions. I've seen estimates between 50 to 100 million dollars in crypto that they raked in, that they turned into cash. Cash that was then sent back to the Democratic Party. Funny how this all works, isn't it? Turns out, according to Market Watch, Bankman Fried contributed $5 million to Joe Biden and other groups supporting him during the 2020 presidential campaign. He said that he was motivated by, quote, Biden's generic stability and decision-making process. That right there should have told you to not invest with this criminal nerd. I think he means geriatric instability, but he said generic stability. Maybe it's a typo. Begman-Fried gave Democrats $37 million in the 2021-2022 election cycle, according to Open Secrets. He's the second biggest individual donor to the Democrats, only surpassed by $128 million by George Soros. Bankman-Fried also back in May said he expected to make donations more than a hundred million, possibly surpassing George Soros to Democrats in the 2024 presidential election. He said that if Donald Trump runs, he would put the ceiling at about a billion dollars of donations to the Democratic Party. The 30-year-old billionaire was able to gain access also to top Biden advisors weeks before he even offered the political donations, meaning that he was probably secretly offering the donations. That's why he had meetings with them, and then he publicly makes them. What do you think the meetings were about? One of the people he met with, Steve Reschetti, April 22nd and May, May 12th, according to White House visitor logs. This is some cryptocurrency nerd whose company is making billions of dollars and teaming up with Zelensky in Ukraine, the same company, the Biden administration, the same individual, the Biden administration is giving hundreds of billions of dollars. And we're giving hundreds of millions of dollars in crypto donations so that they can turn that into money. And then they funnel that money through FTX back into the Democratic Party, probably why he's meeting with Biden advisors. And this is according to White House visitor logs. Gabe Bankman fried his brother. Who handles the billionaires' political operations also visited the White House. And he largely funded, these guys largely funded the Democratic Protect Our Future PAC that only launched in May. So they created a new PAC this year with all this money. And his brother said the PAC was formed, more like a pact with the devil, to stop the next pandemic. Also, it's about stopping pandemics and stopping Donald Trump and fighting Russia and Ukraine. No, it's about laundering money, obscene amounts of money from the taxpayer, from you, from your wealth and from your assets to a foreign country and then through a crypto con back into the Democratic Party. That's what it's about. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. We'll be back. The Secret Teachings Radio Show is on Facebook and Twitter.
1: Just search Facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings to like us and TST underscore underscore radio to tweet with us.
0: From Ground Zero to The Secret Teachings, keep your dial tuned to Ground Zero Radio.
1: If you'd like to hear more of The Secret Teachings, if you missed a show or part of a show, sign up to the ever-expanding archive at thesecretteachings.info. When you subscribe for a month or a year, you get access to the full show archive to every show after it airs. You can download and stream unlimited episodes and share your login with friends or family. With your subscription, you can also get access on the website to all of Ryan's digital books and the ever-growing montage archive. Just visit the secretteachings.info and click on the Donate Subscribe tab at the top of the page. Use the secure PayPal link and start your membership today. By subscribing, you support The Secret Teachings, Ryan, and yourself.
0: I find it really, really hard to believe that all of these coincidences with Ukraine and this cryptocurrency con at FTX are actually just coincidences. You know, I find when the government of Ukraine back in March decides to partner with a company called FTX and Everstake to launch a crypto donation website. This is about three weeks after the so-called invasion. They launched this website, Aid for Ukraine. And this website is supposed to take crypto donations through FTX and then funnel that money into the Bank of Ukraine, the National Bank of Ukraine, to transform those donations in crypto into fiat currencies, then to use the money for humanitarian aid, bullets, bandages, and other war materials. Two days after that was announced, we read that Ukraine's parliament had passed a bill, which they did back in February around the time Russia, quote, invaded. And they were beginning to prepare the framework for what we read on March 14th. And then two days later after that, March 16th, Zelensky signs the bill into law on virtual assets, quote, unquote, on virtual assets. That's what it was called to establish the legal framework for the country to operate a regulated crypto market. So let's look at the timeline going back even further. September of 2021, Ukraine's parliament passed a law that legalized cryptocurrency. Zelensky, the president, vetoed the bill. Around the time Russia is going to, quote, invade Ukraine, the Ukrainian parliament passes another bill that Zelensky signs, They establish a website called Aid for Ukraine, and they start raking in the donations. This was as of March 14th. They had raked in $48 million in Bitcoin, DOT, SOL, Tether, and other cryptocurrencies. Some estimates place the number as high as $100 million dollars just in those few days after they set all this up. Boy, oh boy, I wish I could get donations like that here on The Secret Teachings. Maybe if I tell you that the Russians are attacking me or I'm Jewish and I can't be a Nazi, maybe if I tell you those things, you'll donate hundreds of millions of dollars to me. I mean, this is obscene. Hundreds of millions of dollars started pouring in as soon as they opened up the floodgates for digital currency donations which I guess it's all really digital. They're not sending pallets of dollars to Ukraine like they did to the Middle East during the early 2000s. Separate issue, similar situation. And then we learn, months later, this was in May, that FTX had funded the creation of a PAC, a PAC, for the Democratic Party called Protect Our Future. The brother of the founder of the FTX company, Bankman Fried, his brother largely funded this group. They funded it together, and his brother said that he created it to stop the next pandemic. That's terminology that sounds like it's coming directly out of the playbook of Bill Gates. But it gets better than that. When we found out just 48 hours ago over the weekend, Friday into the weekend, billions of dollars were missing from FTX. So Ukraine makes a partnership, makes hundreds of millions, transforms that into fiat currency, but then they need more money from the United States government, so we give them even more money on top of that, and then the company that's running the digital exchange suddenly goes belly up. Billions of dollars missing. Upwards of $2 billion missing, According to Reuters, the founder, Bankman Fried, which is an unbelievable name under the circumstances, if you think about it, Bankman Fried, (laughs) it writes itself, doesn't it? He moved $10 billion of funds to a sister company, a trading firm called Alameda, which get this, his girlfriend ran and get this, according to the Blaze News, Bankman Fried one other employee and a lawyer were the only people that were running the company. And then his girlfriend was running this other company Alameda for which he transferred tens of billions of dollars into. Now reportedly he lost his $16 billion fortune. I wonder how much of that fortune was tucked away in sister companies and other trading firms and Places where you wouldn't think to look or places where they can't get you, you know, where they the, the Securities and Exchange Commission can't really find it. I wonder how much of that money is tucked away in assets that aren't in his name. Lots of money. So then it becomes really suspicious when you realize that the individual, Bankman fried says, I didn't know what was happening. I was trying to piece it all together. But then since he's one of the only people that actually runs the company, turns out The financial teams of FTX, not the ones that ran the company, because they didn't have those. They just had people that worked with the company. They couldn't see exactly what was always going on at the company because Bankman Fried. That's why you don't trust nerds. He implemented a backdoor system into their bookkeeping system. So he could work around the financial teams and the accountants. And this allowed him, according to Reuters, to, quote, execute commands that could alter the company's financial records without altering other people, uh, or, or alerting other people, excuse me, including external auditors. That sounds like fraud to me. That sounds like conspiracy to me. That sounds like conspiracy to commit fraud. That sounds like defrauding your investors. That sounds like ripping the money out of your company and then running. It sounds like an Enron situation, which, funny enough... uh, FTX says, hey, since we're failing, since the company went bankrupt, we're turning control of the company over to John J. Ray III. Do you remember who John J. Ray III is? He's the restructuring specialist who handled the actual liquidation of Enron. You couldn't make this up if you tried. This almost sounds like a script. And it probably sounds like a script because. From the very beginning. This whole thing was scripted out. Russia invades Ukraine. Ukraine says, we need crypto donations. So they set up a website and they legalized to the parliament and Zelensky cryptocurrency laws. Then 50 to 100 million, technically 48 to 100 million, roll in immediately as of March 16th. Since then, God knows how much money has rolled in through cryptocurrency quote donations which were then turned into cash and deposited into the National Bank of Ukraine and the person helping the Ukrainians to do this helping Zelensky to do this bankman fried i don't even i don't even know that can't be the guy's real name bankman fried are you kidding me bankman fried helping the Ukrainians, to buy bandages and bullets with these crypto donations, which didn't happen. Bankman Fried moved $10 billion of funds to the company that his girlfriend runs. The company goes bankrupt or flops on its belly. They turn over liquidation to the same guy that helped liquidate Enron. So basically they cut, they took the money and run. If you've never seen that movie Fun with Dick and Jane, It's a really funny movie. It's a really good example. Uh, Took the money and run. And billions of client money is missing. But don't worry, Bankman fried. Bankman fried. He's got his money. And so do all the people that he donated a lot of his money to. Which it really wasn't his money. It was actually the money of the American taxpayer. How do I know that? Well, according to uh, mainstream news, According to mainstream reports, according to some of the most uh, unbelievable admission of some kind of global conspiracy of fraud here that I think I've ever read. This individual, bank man fried, was the number two campaign contributor to the Democratic Party. Oh, my God. I would never have guessed. He donated tens of millions of dollars strategically to Democrat campaigns, including Joe Biden's presidential campaign in 2021 through 2022. He was only outspent by George Soros, who has an unlimited amount of money. Now, I'm curious why the Democratic Party says they are the party of the working class. And they don't like billionaires, but their biggest financiers are billionaires. I get Republicans, too. That's who finances things. I get that. That's not my point, though. The party of the people, the party of helping minorities and impoverished people, the party of we want to help you, not big companies, gets their money from big companies and billionaires. Also, Bill Gates, literally, according to mainline news articles, Bill Gates was the reason the Inflation Reduction Act was passed. He said he got on the phone with senators and told them, you will vote for this. Doesn't sound like our Senate... Doesn't sound like our Congress, doesn't sound like our government is very much by the people and for the people. It sounds like it's been bought and paid for and that it's run by corrupt, crooked, billionaire eugenicists. And that's just a side note. Bankman Fried, an unbelievable name, gave Democrats $37 million in 2021-2022, according to Open Secrets. He said back in May he was going to donate somewhere around or quote north of 100 million dollars to the 2024 presidential election which means that you know starting now the 30-year-old billionaire was able to gain access to top Biden advisors as well Steve Ricchetti he met with him twice right before he gave these donations to Joe Biden right before he gave these donations to the Democrats he also gave money to Republicans by the way corrupt Crooked Republicans. Now, Gabe Bankman Fried, his brother, who handles the billionaire's political operations, also visited the White House. Bankman Fried largely funded the Democrat Protect Our Future PAC, which was set up in May. His brother said the PAC was formed to stop the next pandemic. So let me try to get this straight again. Russia invades Ukraine. We know about the history of Ukraine and Hunter Biden and Burisma and these backdoor deals of hundreds of billions or billions of dollars through the Obama-Biden administration, the threats against the prosecutor and the state of Ukraine and the threats against the former president of Ukraine by Joe Biden himself on a phone call that's recorded that you can actually access even on YouTube. They haven't even pulled it down yet. We know that Ukraine says we need lots of money, so we start giving them money, billions and billions and billions of dollars. It's a shakedown operation because they got to fight the Nazis, even though they're run by the Nazis. Turns out Vladimir Putin was right when he said they were there to demilitarize and denazify Ukraine. Turns out Amnesty International, a super left-wing most of the time, investigative source and publisher, said that Ukraine was parking military equipment next to schools and hospitals and places where families live so that when the Russians targeted those military equipment, they were hitting schools and hospitals and homes. Funny, because that rings true of things that happened during the Second World War as well. If you've ever read the notes of Adolf Hitler, you'd realize that Adolf Hitler only started bombing the British... And only started bombing British neighborhoods of civilians after he told the British government, "I won't do this if you stop bombing German civilians." To which the German government said, "Well, uh, we're going to uh, we're going to bomb you if you bomb us." So the British said, "Screw you!" And then Blitzkrieg. So it's a completely different history when you read the context. But that's neither here nor there. We know that Ukraine. Needed all this money, so Ukraine launched a cryptocurrency donation website, Aid for Ukraine. They passed a law. They started getting millions, hundreds of millions of dollars in donations. Who was running this system? Ukraine partnered with FTX. FTX is the company that now, as of a few days ago, we found out, lost billions of dollars of client funds. We know the founder moved tens of billions of dollars to a trading firm, Alameda. They estimate $10 billion, of which his girlfriend ran. The whereabouts of the missing funds, unknown. And the company filed for, uh, for bankruptcy last Friday. We also know this. As the company filed for bankruptcy and collapsed the hundreds of millions, probably in the billions because they made $100 million within just a few weeks when they first began back in March, February, March, all that money disappeared. But there are receipts for that money. And those receipts go right to the Democratic Party. In other words, they took your money, they gave it to criminals in Ukraine. And then those criminals in Ukraine and criminal nerds like Bankman Fried, which sounds like a cartoon character, foghorn, leghorn, Bankman Fried, are you kidding me? Criminal nerds like Bankman Fried, who then took money for himself, also took investor and client money, and it disappeared. And it didn't go to fighting the war in Ukraine. It got funneled back into the United States, into the Democratic coffers. To me, that sounds uh, suspiciously like money laundering. I don't know. Maybe I should look up the definition of money laundering again, but I'm pretty sure that sounds like money laundering. I watched Breaking Bad. I saw what they did with with the, you know, the business they set up to launder the money. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Money laundering involves, according to finance uh, .gov, money laundering or fincen dot gov, I uh, F I dot gov. What is money laundering? Money laundering involves disguising financial assets so they can be used without detection of the illegal activity that produced them. Mm, Sounds like sending money under the guise of helping another country. They're a cryptocurrency system run by the second largest campaign contributor to the party of which is largely voting to send the money because he also donated to Republicans, by the way, too. So Republicans are also promoting this and advocating for more more and more and more and more and more and more and more money to Ukraine. So primarily the party that sends Ukraine the money for war that then gets transferred back to the Democratic Party so that they can finance through these groups like FTX and these donations by people like Bankman-Fried to get around campaign finance laws to get around you know donation ceilings that to me sounds like money laundering that sounds to me like massive criminal conspiracy in other words it sounds like just what do i expect it's the democratic party their history is literally deeply rooted in this kind of criminal activity and criminal behavior. Like I said, these are the nullifiers of the Constitution. These are the John Calhouns. These are the, the, the um, Senator Byrds. These are the Hillary Clintons. These are the common criminals that you wouldn't expect. But they're not just common. They're kind of uncommon because they can get away with things because they're in positions of power where they basically regulate. They basically monitor. They basically control the system. And the people in charge aren't going to do anything about it because they're too afraid of well, being decapitated or dying in a car crash or shooting themselves in the back of the head 50 times or stuff like that. I mean, does anybody else notice this? I'm sure you do. Clyde recognized it. He talked about it tonight. He did a really good show on Ground Zero. A few other news outlets talked about it. I mean, my god, you know, I I have a a suspicion of Tulsi Gabbard, but I saw that she was going to be hosting Tucker Carlson's show, which once in a while I'll watch, depending on the subject, very rarely. um, I watched Tulsi do her presentation, and I sat there and I was listening and thinking, why does Tulsi Gabbard, who's a Democrat, who left the Democratic Party, on Fox News sound like what Democrats used to sound like 10 years ago? Anti-war, no blood for oil, no more financing these unlimited wars of aggression and invasion and occupation. Somehow that changed to give all of our money to a foreign country run by Nazis. And for some reason, it's Fox News and Tulsi, who is a Democrat, now a Republican or something, I don't know, who is saying we need to stop the war spending, stop financing the military industrial complex. What happened to those kinds of liberals? I agreed with those kinds of liberals. What you're dealing with here is a massive criminal conspiracy. You're dealing with people that are psychotic. They are psychopaths. They are eugenicists. They are unable to identify with the common person. They don't care who they hurt. They don't care who they rob. They don't care who they rape. They don't care what they destroy. They have no empathy. They have no ability to connect they have no ability to be human you're dealing with people like that who have hijacked political identities and they have used cryptocurrency to launder money back into their corrupt political system that's what they've done and it's not just them how about um oh i don't know how about all all these all these people republican and democrat how you know how corrupt the system is You know, for everything they say about the governor of Florida, at least Ron DeSantis was never found with a gay escort overdosed on drugs in a Miami hotel. But his Democrat opponent, Andrew Gillum, was. He ran against him in 2018. He was busted in 2020 after a gay escort overdosed in a Miami hotel where Gillum was discovered passed out by officers with several bags of crystal meth, probably partying with Hunter Biden, I'd imagine. Oh, and then there's that other Democrat mega-donor, Ed Buck. Remember Ed Buck? Ed Buck funded the campaigns of Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, Ted Lieu, uh, Adam Schiff, Shifty Schiff, and a couple of others. He was arrested in 2019 after it was found out that gay men were overdosing on crystal meth at his West Hollywood home. He was arrested after it was found out he was using drugs to lure not just homeless people, not just homeless people. He discriminated against what kind of homeless people he wanted to come to his Hollywood home. He selected black men. Then he proceeded to rape them, according to the L.A. Times, which is amazing they even published that story. And, well, that was after he overdosed them on drugs and then raped their partially lifeless body. And then he donated some more money to the Democratic Party. So let me get this straight the Democratic Party are the party of the people, the party of the impoverished, the party of the minority, the party of the disenfranchised. However, their top campaign contributors are a Nazi, another individual working with Nazis whose name just defies imagination, Bankman Fried, Ed Buck, who raped black men and overdosed them on crystal meth. And then, of course, you know, other people like, you know, Larry Sinclair, who had gay relations with Obama, Andrew Gillum, who was passed out with crystal meth and gay escorts in Miami. These are the people that are the people that represent the the, the party of the people. These are the no, these people are criminals and they are not just criminals. Here's another C word for you. They are compromised on a level that you can't comprehend as a good law abiding citizen. And I know we have Republicans. I know we have Democrats. I know we have independents that listen to this show. You are a good law-abiding citizen, chances are. You can't imagine this kind of behavior. You can't imagine doing these kinds of things. You're trying to pay your bills. You're trying to pay gas. You're trying to figure out what happened in the Arizona election like I am. You're trying to figure out why some people seem to love you know, criminals and want to coddle them. You're trying to figure out What happened to your party if you're a Democrat? You're trying to figure out what is going on. You don't have time to conspire like this. But these people do because they're bought and they're paid for. Like Andrew Gillum, they're bought and they're paid for. Like all the people that took money from Ed Buck, all the people that took money from Bankman Fried and George Soros. Who, by the way, if you're in Arizona, George Soros was the primary funder of the Democratic campaigns for Secretary of State and Governor and all that. And I'm supposed to believe, by the way, and I believe that there is a connection directly with the cryptocurrency issue here. I'm supposed to believe that Arizona, the Republicans beat the Democrats in House races by 6%, took six of nine House seats, including flipping two Democrat seats in the House. They took 16 of 28 state Senate seats. Uh, The treasurer outperformed everybody else as a Republican By five to nine percent, governor and Democrat. However, the governor race was won by a woman who literally was declared a racist and a sexist by an Arizona court twice by discriminating against a black woman for not paying her as much. She cost the taxpayers of this state $3 million plus and then blamed. The citizens and said the only reason there was this discrimination was because there's systemic racism. Yeah, you're part of the problem. A white liberal discriminated against a black woman who was actually a Democrat, Talanya Adams. Here's a woman that insulted Hispanics, doesn't know anything about Hispanic culture, wants to allow you to kill a child after they're born up to the point of birth and after no restrictions did not campaign unless it was with a union group or Planned Parenthood, refused to debate, ran away from reporters, hid in bathrooms, wouldn't touch black people, and ran an election that even the New York Times said was probably the worst or ran a campaign that the New York Times even said was probably one of the worst campaigns in the history of politics, period. And that she was probably the worst candidate in the history of politics. And somehow she still won. Oh, and by the way, she won, apparently, by a margin very close to what Fox News said here in Arizona, in Phoenix. Oh, I don't know, this was about three weeks ago to a month ago when they put out that graphic that showed her winning by six points. And it turns out, oh, she, she won. Just like the graphic said that they accidentally put out ahead of time. And then when everybody was curing their votes last night, in the last couple of days, uh, the Secretary of State's website went down. Funny, that was literally seven minutes. I saw that like seven minutes, eight minutes. I took a screenshot as they were calling the election for Katie Hobbs, who's the secretary of state, who ran her own ballot counting. She counted her own ballots. And she says, our website's down so you can't go cure your ballots. I mean, the criminal fraud is unbelievable. And this is what happens when people just can't comprehend cannot, they just don't even expect for other people to act this way. This is what's happening in Arizona. It's what's happening in Ukraine. It's a money laundering operation. And we're going to tell you more about it when we come back from break. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Please buy a book. Please subscribe. Please stay tuned. Thesecretteachings.info. We'll be back. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share
1: information and your opinion, or give recommendations email rdgable at yahoo.com visit the facebook page facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings or visit the
0: website at www.thesecretteachings.info If you're looking for a great gift that keeps on giving this year, check out one of my four books for the holiday season. Occult Arcana is a monumental collection of esoteric and occult lore. The technological elixir looks at UFOs, demonology in the music industry, and the soul and spirit in relation to modern technology liberty shrugged my new book takes you on a historical journey through the concepts of natural liberty and provides a different angle on the american revolution food philosophy explores food industry propaganda advertising tricks and geoengineering get all four books only at thesecretteachings.info in softcover or digital that's thesecretteachings.info
1: If you'd like to hear more of The Secret Teachings, if you missed a show or part of a show, sign up to the ever-expanding archive at thesecretteachings.info. When you subscribe for a month or a year, you get access to the full show archive to every show after it airs. You can download and stream unlimited episodes and share your login with friends or family. With your subscription, you can also get access on the website to all of Ryan's digital books and the ever-growing montage archive. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the Donate Subscribe tab at the top of the page. Use the secure PayPal link and start your membership today. By subscribing, you support The Secret Teachings, Ryan, and yourself. folks this is jordan maxwell and you're listening to the secret teachings excellent shows with your host ryan gable think about your hero when you're at ground zero and crawl out through
0: the fall back to me attention you are tuned into restricted airspace tune out immediately this is the frequency of the secret teachings on ground zero radio hi everyone this is mark passio and you're listening to the secret teachings with ryan gable you are listening to the secret teachings radio I'm your host, Ryan Gable. I'd like to direct your attention to our website, www.secretteachings.info. Regardless of how you're listening to the show tonight, whether you're listening on Ground Zero. Radio the Aftermath FM application, or you are listening in the archive, maybe it's a year from now when you're listening to this show, please go to the website and check out my books. That is how we finance this show. If you buy one of my books, they are self-published now. And if you subscribe to our archive, which does not have all of the algorithmic advertisements that you would get otherwise, if you listen to the show on the podcast radio player of your choice. So those are the three ways to support the show. Subscribe, buy a book, or just listen to the show for free if you don't mind those advertisements. If you haven't noticed, we've also cut our two of our three breaks down by a minute. So we have two-minute breaks at the midpoint, A three-minute break at the top of the hour and another two-minute break uh, like in at the halfway point of the second hour. And I've done that because, well, since we don't have uh, the full syndication, there's no reason to have all these breaks. When we could be talking a lot more on the show, we could be getting to more subject matter. So I'm trying to keep the show still professional, still clocked, but also allowing for more time to discuss things because that's more important at the moment than uh, making sure that it's clocked for later syndication. I want to read you something that, um, you know, Clyde and I talk a lot on, um, on the phone and, uh, rarely, you know, do we ever talk together and say, okay, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna do something similar. It just happens when we do shows that are similar. And, uh, I know that's one of the reasons that aftermath was happy to invite me onto the network because Clyde and I do things that are so similar, but we're also so different. Clyde has his own thing. Clyde, you know, is, is a, um, is an expert on things I'm not an expert on. And, you know, I know a lot of people tune into this show because you also like my take on it. You get a little dosage of both perspectives here. Um, Clyde said this tonight. He said that stakeholder capitalism becomes a way to trick the public into investing their faith in corporate leadership because these companies are no longer simply in it for the money. They are in it for the survival of the world and the species, at least that is what they say. But what they are pro- uh, proposing is a beast system and a cashless society. When I heard Clyde say that tonight and I saw his monologue, I'm not proud of this, but I i, I had to buy a new um, blender. My blender in my kitchen went out. I had one of those really nice... Uh, Ninja blenders. And uh, I need a blender because I make smoothies and dressings and sauces and I'm cooking all the time. I love to cook. So this was a big investment for me when I originally bought it. And I thought, where am I going to get another Ninja blender? I mean, I could order it online, but I don't really want to order it online. I'd rather go to the store and get it. Where can I go get it? So I'm not proud of this, but I went to Target to see if they had a um, see if they had a blender. And uh, I hadn't been to Target for a very long time. I used to work at Target, actually, like eight years ago. One of the first jobs I had out of uh, out of high school. And I don't know if your Target is like this or any store you've been to is like this. But I've noticed this when I've went to TJ Maxx or I've gone to, um, what's the other one, Burlington Coat Factory. I don't really go to a lot of big stores. But when I go to a store, I've gone to these stores and I've noticed it's almost like, The people that work there are, and I don't mean this offensively, I mean this sincerely, like I feel sorry for them. They look brain dead. There is hardly anything on the shelves, or the shelves look like an earthquake hit them. There is, and some aisles are totally bare. Some aisles, like the blender aisle I go down, there's maybe, maybe two boxes on the bottom left shelf, maybe a box on the top right, a few boxes down at the other end. And you would think, OK, maybe they're just out of things, but it's every single aisle, every single aisle. And we're walking through the store and there's just, you know, even the display items of the blenders, most of them are broken or missing. They it, People come in there and they stores just allow you to steal things now, break things. The staff doesn't get care. The management doesn't care. And they have security at the door, which when I worked there eight years ago, security at the door, we had security in, in St. Pete, Florida. There would be people that would come into the store, put a TV on a on a roller and just rolled out the front door in front of security. Security couldn't do anything. And the one security guard we had that attacked somebody that physically grabbed the guy and threw him to the ground. He lost his job. And, and I think he I'd imagine he got sued by the criminal. Now, what does that have to do with what Clyde said about stakeholder capitalism? Well, let me read it to you again. He said, stakeholder capitalism becomes a way to trick the public into investing their faith in corporate leadership because these companies are no longer simply in it for the money. And that's exactly what I thought when we left Target. We left Target and I said to my fiance Hope, I said, what what happened in there? (laughs) what happened in there? We're we're big fans of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, so we're always joking around and quoting the show. And if you've ever watched It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, one of the things they always have, you know, they have guest spots. People come on, and they're like, "What is happening? What is what? Is, what are these characters doing? What is happening?" So we walked out of the storm like, "What was happening in there, Hope? I what what did I just see? That looked like a third world country. I mean, that looked like something you'd see in Cuba or something, Venezuela. It was just like hordes and hordes of." massively overweight people wearing like, I mean, they look like Wally and the store is just totally destroyed. There's nothing on the shelves. There's there's stuff all over. There's, it's all over the floor. And I'm thinking, is because when I worked at Target, there were standards. If, if you left the store like that, you'd be in huge trouble. All that's changed in a couple of years. And I remember saying, I looked at her when we got in the car and we were both laughing. I said, you know, what 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 was that? That, you know, it's almost like they don't even care about money anymore. They don't care about if people are stealing their products. They just let you walk right out the front door with them. They don't care if you're stealing products. I mean, maybe the regional manager or somebody like that working for the company does cuz it looks bad on their numbers. They allocate millions for theft. It's probably more than that now, but I was I said to said to her. I said they, they, they just, I don't think they even care about money anymore. They don't care about making a profit. They don't care about their workers because they're a dime a dozen. But I said, I don't think they care about money. And then I heard Clyde's show tonight and I thought, well, that's exactly what I experienced going to Target. That's exactly what I felt when I went to Target. They're not in it for the money anymore. I remember saying to Hope, I said I, I said something to the effect of, it's almost like the theft and the, the criminal activity they allow People go into the store, they, just, they do drugs, they drink, they steal things, they break things. And I said, it's almost like it's subsidized. And that's really what I think it is. And when Clyde said that tonight, I thought, we well, said a lot of things I agreed with. Uh, the ESG score and all that, the environmental social corporate governance score as well. That's what it feels like. And then we actually ended up going into Walmart to see what was going on there. It's the same thing in Walmart. Walmart's the same, Target's the same. I think the only store I've been in that isn't like that is Lowe's. It's really the only one. Even Home Depot the last time I went in was like that. I know, I remember, those stores were not like that just five, six, seven, eight years ago. They don't care anymore. They're part of an ultra- massive, obscene, corporate, global entity now. And the theft and the crime is subsidized. Whether that's in cities or if it's in businesses, it doesn't really matter. And as Clyde pointed out tonight, and as I've pointed out as well, I want to give Clyde due credit because, well, his show comes on before mine. I don't want you to think I'm I'm just ripping his show off. But Clyde said something else tonight that was very, Very important. A key component to stakeholder capitalism is a need for a digital currency framework, which probably explains why FTX was partnered with the World Economic Forum, of which they, by the way, scrubbed their page for FTX after the revelations came out that FTX was very partisan, taking money that was supposed to go to Ukraine and transferring it back to the Democratic Party. And another thing I thought when we walked out of the store, we were looking at these blenders and I realized this, that the Ninja blender that I had bought, I think I paid 69 bucks for it. This thing went up like $20, 30 And I thought maybe it's just Target because they have slightly higher prices. So the bougie suburban moms and the young yoga pants wearing women can go there and feel like they're above the people that shop at Walmart. Uh, and I we we looked online to see what the price was, and you could get the same blender. There was a blender for hundred and nine dollars. We were looking at as an as an alternative. You could get it online. The same blender. You could get it online for like I think it was fifty nine ninety nine. It's like sixty bucks. A forty plus dollar difference online. The same blender. We checked. I mean, we both worked at stores before. We checked the SKU. We checked the code. Same blender. And and for all of them, we checked. We checked a couple different blenders. They were like half price if you buy them online. And the other thing is, it's not like buying them online, they'll send them to you from a warehouse where they've got an excess. No, it was buy them and then wait an hour, and then you can go pick up that exact same blender at Target for half off. What do you think that means? What do you think that is? I said to my fiance, Hope, I said, look, this is just encouraging people to shop online and invest in this digital reality. Because they make the cities and they make the stores so disgusting, so criminal, and you don't want to go there anymore. So you just shop online and you become more and more isolated and you revert to using, it's one thing to use a credit card, it's another thing to use everything Um, You know, any kind of, you know, you can only use a credit card, you know, sometimes a PayPal account, credit card, debit card. But you have to use something digital to access, at least if you're in the store, you could maybe use cash, right? But not if you're online. You only can use the digital currency if you're online. So they give it to you half price online to encourage people to participate. I mean, there's a grocery store in the corner by my place here, by the studio, uh, Safeway. Safeway has, for example, a bag of broccoli. Maybe two ninety nine, three. I think it's like three ninety nine. Organic broccoli florets. It's it's a pretty big bag. So it's like four bucks. But if you download their app and plug your credit card into it, you get that bag of broccoli almost free. It's like a dollar forty nine for the organic. The conventional is probably like I think it's like forty nine cents. Now that sounds like well the store is trying to help you out, save you some money. How can a store afford to do that? How can a store afford to basically give you an item that is half off? I mean, sure, they're probably raising the price above what it should cost anyway. And sure, some of that is they're they're raising the prices because the rising costs of transportation and manufacturing and all that. Not all of it's greed. But how can they afford to just basically give things away now if you download the app and participate in the digital uh, e-commerce world? Probably because it's all subsidized. And like Clyde said earlier, they're not in it for the money anymore. The people that were in it for the money, they've been paid off and taken care of. They don't have to worry about money anymore. They don't need to worry about their bottom line. The bottom line is advancing the ideology. That's why if you go to Target, they have a toddler to adult section of rainbow clothes. They have a trans section for freaking infants and toddlers. Literally. There is an infant toddler section at Target, at least the couple I've seen uh, that I've been to. I have a picture of one of them where they've got like baby clothes that are promoting transgenderism for babies. (laughs) That's all part of the ESG, folks. That's all part of stakeholder capitalism. That's all part of a corporate banking state merger. That's all part of the fascist technocracy and what we call modern progressivism. And guess what? The cryptocurrency system, which is at the foundation of that, is what we would call 8 to 10 years ago in the, quote, liberty movement. I was part of the Ron Paul for President movement because I actually liked Ron Paul. And I remember that group was adamantly, staunchly opposed to any kind of digital currency. They were like, as you still hear some people say, buy gold, buy silver, buy assets. And now uh, there are people I knew back then who were opposed to digital currency who are now like, yeah, give me that cryptocurrency. How did they change their perspective and their mind on that? How did they alter their perception of that so quickly? You're so opposed, but then now you support it. I don't get that. That's disturbing to me. I'm still adamantly opposed to cryptocurrency. I'm still adamantly opposed to digital currency. I guess I get left behind like most of you. I guess I get left behind like the Democrats who are still anti-war while their party is pushing for nuclear holocaust. I guess we're in the same boat. I'm with you. And if you're a Republican who's wondering why your party isn't pushing back against the corruption, it's because they're in bed together. And, well, we're in the same boat as well. So let's get rid of those R's and those D's and those I's. Let's just be humans and try to figure out the problems that we have and recognize who's responsible for these problems to begin with. But we also have to acknowledge, just like at an AA meeting, we have to acknowledge we have a problem. The number one campaign contributor to the Democratic Party is George Soros, an actual Nazi who helped to overthrow Ukraine's government recently. We have Bankman Fried. I can't even believe this guy's name is Bankman Fried. Bankman Fried. (laughs) It sounds totally made up, but Bankman Fried, who created and ran FTX. The second largest campaign contributed to the Democratic Party. For those of you who missed the first hour, let me recap that for you. CoinDesk reported in March of 2022, just a few weeks after Ukraine passed legislation to regulate cryptocurrency. March 14th, Ukraine partners with FTX Everstake to launch new crypto donation website. So they pass a law legalizing it, which they had rejected the year before. The president Zelensky had rejected the year before. They pass it. They pass this law. Uh, and they create a website called Aid for Ukraine. They make anywhere between as of March 14th. So we're talking a few weeks. What is that like three, four weeks after the so-called invasion of Ukraine? They made 48 to to $100 million dollars in crypto donations alone. That's a lot of money. $48 to $100 million dollars in crypto donations alone. In that short period of time. Who was running this transfer? FTX. March 16th. Ukraine's president signs law to legalize crypto as digital dollars roll in. Yes, to the tune of hundreds of millions. And the Bahamas-based exchange giant FTX was going to convert that crypto into aid for Ukraine's war effort by transferring it into fiat for deposit in the National Bank of Ukraine. Now, sometime in May of that year, things started to get suspicious. That's this year, 2022. Things started to get really suspicious. They got suspicious when in May, the guy that founded the FTX company, working with Zelensky in Ukraine, funded a new PAC called Democratic Protect Our Future. Like democracy's on the ballot, the future is is hanging in the, you know, uh, you know, off the cliff, and we have to. It's hanging on by a thread. You got to vote for legalizing abortion, all that stuff. The brother of Bankman-Fried says the pack was formed to quote stop the next pandemic. Also, it's some World Economic Forum, United Nations, World Health Organization, Bill Gates and Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation stuff. Then we just found out a couple of months later. But now just a few days ago that the founder of this company moved billions of dollars around transferring 10 billion to a trading firm called Alameda that his girlfriend, Caroline Ellison, quote unquote, girlfriend, probably his Ghislaine Maxwell was running. Then more than a billion, close to two or more billion dollars went missing from the company And it turns out, according to Reuters, that not only do they not know where the money is, but Bankman Fried said he's trying to piece together what happened while his financial team is saying that he implemented a backdoor into the FTX bookkeeping system. This is why you can't trust nerds. And he used that backdoor to transfer the money to execute commands that could quote this is a quote from reuters alter the company's financial records without alerting other people including external auditors who that sounds that sounds really illegal now the us securities and exchange commission is investigating ftx and their handling of the customer funds as well as its crypto lending activities a source with knowledge of the inquiry told reuters the department of justice sure that they'll get right to the bottom of it and the commodity futures trading commission are also investigating the source said ftx has thus turned over control of the company to John J. Ray III, the same guy that handled the liquidation of the Enron Corporation after the executives cut and run with their billions of dollars as well. He didn't just cut and run, though. This guy that supposedly ran FTX, personally, I'm not even sure if I buy that. He's probably a talking head just like Mark Zuckerberg, just the face of the company. Turns out what was happening here, folks, is that they were taking money, on the surface, hundreds of billions and giving that without any kind of oversight to Ukraine. That's the same Ukraine of Barisma and the energy company and Hunter Biden and the tens of millions of dollars and the billion dollar son of a bitch and all that kind of stuff. Right. Then FTX works with Ukraine to set up a cryptocurrency exchange. They make obscene amounts of money to finance the war effort. And then that money gets turned into fiat, put in the National Bank of Ukraine. The money that's shaved off for bankman fried, once he takes his cut, then gets funneled, as he is the second largest contributor behind George Soros to the Democratic Party, back into the Democratic Party. In other words, they took your money, they put it into a washing machine, they put some FTX in it, They washed it up real good, and then they gave it back to themselves. So everybody makes some money, except you. Zelensky makes money. The military industrial complex makes money. The Ukrainian government makes money. The Azov battalion probably made some money. Toyota might as well send them trucks like they did the Taliban. And how do we know all this? Well, because we actually have receipts of it all. They're proud of it. They're not even disputing this in the mainstream media, left or right, despite the fact that not only was Bankman Fried the second largest contributor to the Democratic Party, he also financed some Republican campaigns. You know, the Rhino type campaigns, strategic campaigns. He met with Biden's advisor at the White House, he met with Steve Ricchetti twice. His brother, Gabe Bankman-Fried, also met with people at the White House. They are the ones that set up the Democrat fund or pact called Protect Our Future. Not protect the Democratic Party or the Democratic process or the rule of law, but protect their future, the criminal's future. Bankman-Fried's mother, it gets so much more delicious here, folks. Bankman Fried's mother, still can't get over that name, Barbara Fried, is a Stanford professor who has written extensively on questions of disruptive justice. (laughs) Oh, disruptive justice? Isn't that Marxism? Isn't that Saul Isn't that Hillary Clinton? And areas of tax policy and property theory. Oh, like you don't get to own anything and you'll like it. And general political theory. Let me try to um, express that to you again. Bankman Fried, his mother, Barbara Fried, is a Stanford professor. This is the same post human, post democracy, post republic, Stanford University the changing images of man and how to use black consciousness or BLM and how to use women uh, liberation or the women's movement to destroy society. That's the same Stanford University. I have that report in my book, The Technological Elixir, if you'd like to find a copy of that at secretteachings.info. So Bankman-Fried's mother, Barbara Fried, she had a lot of interesting theories. She's a professor at Stanford University. And she wrote and writes and teaches a number of different things that are really, really interesting, including disruptive justice. That is the playbook of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Get in their faces, Maxine Waters, scream. You see a Republican, you get in their face and you scream and scream and scream and scream. You get violent with them. You burn buildings down, you rip statues down. Basically, you just do what Mao directed his Red Guards, which were largely young college age kids that were ignorant and dumb to do to destroy the nationalist family and culture of China back in the 50s and 60s. So his mom wrote on that, tax policy, property theory, you don't get to own anything and you'll love it. And political theory, she's also the co-founder of the Mind the Gap Political Action Committee that was established in 2018 to help Democrats get elected. And an article from Vox says that this group has funneled tens of millions of dollars to Democrats. Okay. By the way, if I didn't mention it, Disruptive Justice and Property Theory and Political Theory, all these things that his mom wrote about. Uh, this is Saul Alinsky, Rules for Radicals. This is George Soros. This is Mao Zedong, Red Guard, Hitler Youth type stuff. This is Communist Revolution, Bolshevik Revolution type stuff. So Barbara Fried, who has no campaign experience, and Paul Barrest, the former president of the William and Floor Hewlett Foundation, uh, they ran this group, Mind the Gap. Graham Goatlieb, a Stanford fellow who served in junior roles for former President Barack Obama's 2012 election campaign, and in his White House, is the executive director. Also, oh, so they have some Bama connections, huh? backers according to Vox include people like get this oh get it it's it's so it's so delicious Facebook co-founder Dustin muscovic or Muscov- how do you pronounce this guy's name muscovit Mus- escape Muscovitz. former Google CEO Eric Schmidt San Francisco power broker Ron Conway and a number of other major Democratic donors from across Silicon Valley including fundraiser Amy uh, Amy Rao so his mom, was a Saul Alinsky, rules for radicals type financing the Democratic Party, working with Barack Obama people and co-founder of Facebook, among others. Is that the same Facebook that censored the Hunter Biden story at behest of the federal government illegally to alter the course of the 2020 presidential election? I thought so. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. More after this. Don't go anywhere.
1: Come on, man. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email Ryan at rdgable at
0: yahoo.com. Hey, this is John Peasy at johnpeasy.com and I'm here with Ryan Gable from The Secret Teachings. If you're looking for a great gift that keeps on giving this year, check out one of my four books for the holiday season. Occult Arcana is a monumental collection of esoteric and occult lore. The technological elixir looks at UFOs, demonology in the music industry, and the soul and spirit in relation to modern technology. Liberty Shrugged, my new book, takes you on a historical journey through the concepts of natural liberty and provides a different angle on the American Revolution. Food philosophy explores food industry propaganda, advertising tricks, and geoengineering. Get all four books only at thesecretteachings.info in softcover or digital. That's thesecretteachings.info. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence. (laughs) This is Kev Baker of the
1: Kev Baker show and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable.
0: Thanks Ryan. This is David Knight with the davidnightshow.com and you're listening to the secret teaching broadcasting from somewhere between the normal and abnormal a collection of question marks no reason no explanation just a prolonged nightmare in which fear loneliness and the unexplainable walk hand in hand through the shadows it's the secret teachings on ground zero radio You heard me right in the last segment. Bankman-Fried's mom, Barbara Fried, Stanford professor, advocate of disruptive justice—you know, the AOC type of justice. New property theory: you will own nothing and enjoy it and love it. We will work on a way, as Huxley said, to get people to love their servitude. And uh, new political theory. His mom is an Alinskyite. You know that book, Rules for Radicals, which laid out the blueprint for the Hundred Flowers campaign against the Donald Trump presidency, where Saul Alinsky said back in 1971 pick a target, freeze it, personalize it, polarize it, don't try. To attack abstract corporations or bureaucracies, identify a responsible individual, ignore attempts to shift or spread the blame. Sounds like Donald Trump was the centerpiece of that policy that they've used in the last, oh, I don't know, what is it, four, five, six, seven, about seven and a half years. Hundred Flowers campaign. They've used Donald Trump to isolate and to find out who are the people that resist their agenda. And that's why they've labeled everybody who disagrees with the Democratic platform as a potential terrorist, including parents who don't want their children to be taught about sex in school. From those people to the average person who wants to carry a gun to people that simply are Republicans. They are Nazis. They are terrorists, especially if you're white. But you could be white and Republican and be gay if that exists in nature. And if it does, then you're not as much of a threat than someone who's actually straight. So his mom is an Alinskyite. Big surprise. Disruptive justice. Theft. Violence. Destroy the status quo. Post-factual worlds. All in your imagination. All in your head. Post-factual societies where facts don't matter. Opinions matter. Barbara Fried is a Stanford professor, as I said. And another Stanford fellow... Graham Gotlieb, who served roles with Barack Obama's 2012 re-election campaign, is the executive director. He also served in the White House under Obama. He's the executive director of a group called Mind the Gap, which Barbara Fried founded, although she has no campaign experience whatsoever, but she found a lot of money to invest in this group, which helps Democrats to win elections. They've donated tens of millions of dollars to those political campaigns. And that is not according to right-wing news. That's according to left-wing news like Vox. They're proud of it. Now, here's the real sweet piece of information you're going to want to pay attention to. Backers of this group include Dustin Moskovitz, the co-founder of Facebook. Former Google CEO Eric Schmidt. San Francisco power broker Ron Conway a handful of other Democratic donors from Silicon Valley, and a fundraiser for the Democratic Party, Amy Rao. Barbara Fried's son, Bankman Fried, her son runs FTX. Sam Bankman Fried, or SBF they call him, set up a company that worked with the Ukrainian government, Back in March to funnel hundreds of millions of dollars in cryptocurrency into the country of Ukraine that they turned into fiat to put into the National Bank of Ukraine. And then a large portion of the funds that we sent to Ukraine that never got used for bullets or bandages got turned around and sent right back to the Democratic Party. Sam Bankman Fried is the number two contributor to the Democratic Party, following in line with his mother a Sanford professor who believes in disruptive justice who funneled tens of millions of dollars into Democrat political campaigns. Although she is not involved in the campaign process, but she founded a group mind the gap, which is, and they work with former Barack Obama representatives. And they were also co-founded by the co-founder of Dustin, uh, of Facebook, Dustin Moskovitz and the former Google CEO, Eric Schmidt. Also, the Media Research Center is now calling on Google to, quote, stop its war on democracy and, quote, provide algorithmic transparency after the Media Watchdog's Free Speech America initiative analyzed 12 races identified by Real Clear Politics as important to watch in this midterm election. The findings of MRC Media Research Center found, uh, concluded, that campaign websites for 10 Republicans. Among the 12 tight races were found significantly lower on search results compared to their opponents among organic search results. Seven Republican candidate websites were completely hidden from the first page of Google search results, according to MRC. Republicans were hidden. Eight Democrat candidates had websites that were promoted within the first six results on Google. In other words, Google has altered their algorithm like we knew they did with Hillary Clinton to alter your perception of politics and candidates for office to skew the flow of information in favor of Democrats, and yet somehow that's still not interfering with an election. Anybody remember back in August when Joe Rogan talked to Zuckerberg And Zuckerberg said the FBI reached out to him and said, hey, we have this story about the Hunter Biden laptop. We know it's true. We don't want this story to circulate on Facebook. And Mark Zuckerberg said, yes, sir, Sieg Heil. And he made sure he censored that story. They knew it was going to hurt Joe Biden, of course. So he made sure he censored that story. In other words, Facebook, according to their public face Mark Zuckerberg, a.k.a. Data, literally censored a story based on the FBI telling them they wanted it censored based on the motivation that was, if you don't censor it, Joe Biden probably is not going to win the election. Google, just recently, we've also known this back in 2016 with Hillary Clinton, has manipulated their search engine result against Republicans in the same way Obama sent IRS agents after churches and Republicans. So Google manipulates search engine results. Facebook manipulates political content. They censor content that the FBI tells them to censor. And even the FBI, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, a criminal justice department, working with... Corporations to censor the flow of information and to skew it in favor of one political party. If this was done to Republicans and not Democrats, if Democrats had their search engine results artificially kept off the first page and Republicans were sponsored at the top, it would still be wrong. It would still be illegal. It would still be tampering With an election again, Mark Zuckerberg was told by the FBI, censor the Hunter Biden laptop story. And then the media said that story is not true. I mean, Facebook is blocking it and stopping it from circulating because it's disinformation, although they knew it was true. And then Google, based on a report from Media Research Center and so many others, is caught once again altering search results in favor of the Democratic Party. And the Democratic Party's top campaign contributor, George Soros, dumped hundreds of millions of dollars into the midterm elections. Their second biggest campaign contributor, Sam Bankman Fried, which sounds like a cartoon character to me, and I can't believe his name is actually Bankman Fried. That has to be a pseudonym. That can't be his real name. He is running a company called FTX. Back in March, and that company made a deal with Ukraine to funnel millions of dollars in crypto, including Bitcoin largely, into the country. A lot of that money was then taken by FTX and given back to the Democratic Party. So Zelensky got some and key Democrats, including Joe Biden, Joe Biden got five million dollars of that money. So the money that was sent to Ukraine by crypto donations was turned into fiat. Ukraine and their criminal friends kept some of the money and the rest of the money went to FTX once Bankman Fried and his criminal girlfriend took their cut and probably their one lawyer they had working with them and one or two other employees they had working with them and they gave the rest of the money to the Democratic Party. And as this Company declared bankruptcy on Friday. Turns out billions of dollars are missing and $10 billion in funds was traded to a or given to a trading firm, Alameda, which is run by Bankman Fried's girlfriend. And they don't know what happened to the rest of the money. But he's trying to figure it out, he says. He doesn't know what happened to it either. He's trying to figure it out. Doesn't that kind of sound like money laundering to you? Even if it wasn't money laundering, even if FTX wasn't an issue. Hundreds of billions of dollars to Ukraine in resources, assets, and hard physical cash. To do what? Fight a never-ending war? To fight a proxy war with Russia? Is that what it's all about? Is it just blind hatred? Is there something we're missing? Is it hysteria? Is it party partisan politics? Is it identity politics? Is that why people can't recognize or refuse to recognize the inconsistencies here? What is the problem? They gave away untold amounts of money with no oversight. Then the Democratic Party that gave a lot of that money away received kickbacks From a campaign contributor, one of their largest, second largest behind Soros, not by much, by the way, who pledged upwards of a billion dollars to the Democratic Party if Trump decides to run for president. Recently, he pledged that before the company declared bankruptcy. And then whatever money they received, hundreds of millions as of March, in this cryptocurrency setup they had with FTX and the Ukrainian government, a lot of that money got kicked back to Bankman Fried and to the Democratic Party. That's official, not disputed, factual information. Furthermore, we don't know the details of everything that happened. We do know what Bankman Fried said was supposed to happen. He said this, At the onset of the conflict in Ukraine, FTX felt the need to provide assistance in any way it could. By working with the Ministry of Digital Transformation to set up payment rails and facilitate the conversion of crypto donations into fiat currency. We have given the National Bank of Ukraine the ability to deliver aid resources to the people who need it most. We are grateful for the opportunity to work with Sergi and Everstake team as they continue to work tirelessly in helping Ukrainians as they suffer from this conflict. Well, here's one way to help the Ukrainians and stop them from suffering in the conflict Stop parking military vehicles next to schools and hospitals like Amnesty International said that you were doing. And they're left-wing. Here's another way to help the people of Ukraine. Stop fighting an endless war that you can never win. Doesn't matter how much heart you have, the Ukrainian military is not going to be able to stop the onslaught from Russia. You'll never defeat Russia. Hitler couldn't defeat Russia. Napoleon couldn't defeat Russia. You're not going to defeat the Russians. In their own territory. It's not that's not going to happen. So they decide, well, we need to help this country. So they set up the crypto transfer system. They take hundreds of millions of dollars into the billions of dollars. That's just hundred million in the first couple of weeks they received in donations. And then that money gets funneled into Zelensky and his criminal friends' pockets, including actual Nazis. And the rest of the money that Fried and his girlfriend don't take, and their lawyer, the rest of the money goes to the Democratic Party to the tune of close to a hundred million dollars. And he pledged another hundred million dollars to the 2024 presidential election, and up to a billion if Donald Trump was going to run. I mean, that sounds real specific. I'll give you a hundred million, but if Trump runs, I'll give you a billion. Who's got that kind of money laying around? I'll give you a billion dollars if Trump runs. These people like Bankman fried and Mark Zuckerberg, these are talking heads. These are criminal operations. These are money laundering operations. These are world-class expert criminals. They are psychotic. They have no concern for human life and human welfare. I honestly, at the end of the day, don't even think they're concerned that much about money. I think what they're concerned about is power. Lots and lots and lots of power. I mean, ultimately, it's not really about whether Democrats or Republicans are in charge or Democrats or Republicans are deciding what the policy is. It's about undermining the rule of law in America. It's about undermining your faith in the election process which back in 2014, 68% of the country thought the election process was unfair. Now the number is even higher. It's 80% think that the election process is, is unfair and it's fraudulent. I mean, how else would you explain what just happened in Arizona? How, how, how can you explain a person who did not campaign, unless she was with Planned Parenthood, how can you explain a person who, as Secretary of State, refused to step down during the primary or during the general election. That's who runs the election system, who sent out 10,000 fa- uh, faulty, fraudulent ballots, 6,000 to 10,000. 10,000 was the high, 6,000 was the low, deregistering voters, largely Republican, who couldn't get Republican ballots to the polls, who ran an election election, where tabulators went down in Republican areas, where ballots were accidentally mixed with other ballots that were already counted, so we don't know what was and what wasn't counted, whose racism cost millions of dollars to the Arizona taxpayers, a woman who called her opponents Nazis, a woman who spent unseen amounts of money without campaigning, making up lies about her opponent who wants no restriction on abortion, who wants to take away guns from Arizonians. The, are you kidding me? That's hard of her platform. Get rid of guns. How do you run on a platform of get rid of guns in Arizona? Even Democrats have guns in Arizona. And you win the election? You don't think there's a border issue? You're literally running alongside of people that have been attorneys for drug cartels. Literally. And you still win. And by the way, before she decided that she was going to um, announce that she won last night, Katie Hobbs, the secretary of state website went down right when people were finishing carrying their ballots through their website. Very convenient. wouldn't you say it's also very convenient that a few weeks ago, Fox channel 10 put out a graphic showing that Katie Hobbs already won the election. Funny how that works, isn't it? It's funny how, The entire state of Arizona voted Republican down the ticket. The GOP beat Democrats in House races, House seats, Senate seats, the Treasury. But they just couldn't get the senator or the governor or the secretary of state. Those go to those go to Democrats. So they have complete and absolute control over the election process of Arizona. So they have complete and absolute control over the executive authority and can turn this state into California. I'm supposed to believe that this woman won the election in Arizona. This is the same kind of criminal activity and criminal behavior that you see in third world countries. This is the kind of behavior that you see happening in Ukraine. A shakedown operation. Hundreds of millions of dollars in crypto after they set up their crypto exchange called Aid for Ukraine. Partnering with FTX. Then billions of dollars go missing from FTX. The founder of FTX moved billions into a holding trading firm called Alameda run by his girlfriend. He put a backdoor into the system so nobody could find out where he was taking the money. And his mom, funny thing is, his mom, the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree, does it? Bankman frieds mother, Barbara Fried, a Stanford professor, is an advocate of disruptive justice and property theory, meaning... Destroy society and you don't get to own anything. The group that she founded also donated a bunch of money to Democrats. Tens of millions. She works with a President Barack Obama campaign official who also worked in the White House. This individual, Graham Goatlyab, is the executive director of the group that Barbara Fried created to help get Democrats elected. While her son was funneling money and laundering money for the Democratic Party through Ukraine. They get a cut, he gets a cut, and then the Democratic Party gets the remainder of that money. This isn't even disputed. Backers of his mom's group also include Facebook co-founder Dustin Moskovitz and Google CEO Eric Schmidt. Yeah, that's the same Google that was caught altering search results for Hillary Clinton in favor of her, the same Google that just got caught again by the Media Research Center and Free Speech America, they analyzed 12 races identified by Real Clear Politics as important to watch, and it revealed that 10 Republican websites out of 12 races were significantly lower on result pages compared to their opponent's sites among organic searches. Seven Republican websites were completely hidden from the first page of Google search results, according to MRC. I'm not a Republican. I don't even. I don't think I even fully follow any quote major Republicans. Like I, I use Twitter for, for, for articles and for videos. And once in a while, I'll retweet something, follow somebody. It's not because of politics though, because I follow Democrats as well. I just, whatever is interesting. And somehow I get constant reminders on Twitter Rob Reiner says this, I don't care what Rob Reiner says, I don't care what Rob Reiner tweets, and yet I'm constantly getting notifications from Rob Reiner. I blocked Rob Reiner, and I'm still getting notifications from Rob Reiner. It's the same kind of a thing that Google is doing. They are manipulating search engines, they are manipulating social media algorithms, just like China uses TikTok to promote and advocate for civilization, for building a better society for the Chinese people. Family, math, community, etc. Not in the States, though. In the States, you get pornography, you get violence, you get men cutting their penises off. That's the algorithm you get here. So, altering your perception of reality by manipulating search results, by manipulating the algorithms of social media engines, by spreading obscene, obvious lies about political opponents and funneling hundreds of millions of dollars, billions of dollars into a cryptocurrency system. Everybody gets a cut, all in the name of helping Ukraine fight the Russians, and then the money gets turned back around and laundered into the pockets of Democrat politicians. One of the other big donators to the Democratic Party, here's a guy named Ed Buck. Remember Ed Buck? the guy who, unbelievably so, was raping homeless black men. Here's a multimillionaire living in Hollywood. He was raping homeless black men, and he was finally arrested after a gay man died from crystal meth in his Hollywood home. Sounds similar to the guy that ran against Ron DeSantis in Florida, Andrew Gillum, who got busted with a gay escort when the gay escort overdosed on crystal meth in a hotel room where Gillum, the Democrat nominee for governor in Florida, was discovered passed out by officers with bags of crystal meth in the area. Also, there's that TV show The Good Fight. I don't know if you heard about this. The Good Fight, CBS, Paramount Plus, they have a character in the show that accused Ron DeSantis of being a gay sexual predator who raped him in the show. If I was DeSantis, I would sue the... I would sue CBS... Just I... I That's just that's my opinion. I would sue CBS. But so they paint Ron DeSantis as a gay sexual predator. But it's really Larry Sinclair who banged Obama, Andrew Gillum banging gay prostitutes, Democrat nominee for governor, crystal meth, Ed Buck using meth and using other drugs to lure gay men and black men in general to his home where he would rape them. The second largest campaign contributor to the Democratic Party is running a money laundering operation for the Democratic Party through FTX out of Ukraine in the name of helping Ukraine, standing with Ukraine. And the number one contributor is an actual Nazi named George Soros. Oh, but they're still the party of the people, right? You know, Bill Gates did get on the phone and tell the U.S. Senate, you will vote for the Inflation Reduction Act, which was supposed to be anti-billionaire, by the way, but it was sponsored by an actual billionaire. And Google manipulating search engines, and Zuckerberg manipulating Facebook, and Twitter manipulating their algorithms, all to promote certain political views, all to promote certain political ideologies. And as I said earlier, the stakeholder capitalism aspect of all of this, where you have to have the cryptocurrency digital system and companies really don't care about money anymore, and that's why you see stores that are falling apart and they don't have anything on the shelves and people are stealing left and right, and it looks like some kind of third world country, some kind of banana republic, some kind of failed state. That's why, because they don't care about the money. They care about the ideology. They care about the environmental, social, green agenda, ESG scores. They care about following in lockstep the movement and the direction of their commanders because this is a war and they hate Western civilization. That's the only conclusion I can come to. They hate Americans, they hate the American idea. They hate free speech. They hate free press. They hate due process of law. They hate your right to defend yourself. They hate that they can't just outright take from you without you fighting back. But they've conditioned people to accept that now. There is no way that Arizona has elected Democrat, 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 Democrat down the board after about a week of counting ballots, which is what I told you would happen. I predicted, I thought Carrie Lake would win by a point or two, which is what the projections all showed. But I also said that what's going to happen is they're going to find out how many votes she won by, and then they're going to take as much time as they need to manufacture the ballots to make sure she loses. I said that on the show last week, and that's what happened. They had Penske trucks driving in and out of the Maricopa County office. They had barricades erected around it like it was January 6th. And they had basically militarized police there with guns pointed at protesters. That's how you steal an election. That's how you steal a state. That's how you steal a country. That's how you undermine the faith in the system. You undermine faith in the rule of law. And then you say all the drugs, all the homelessness, all the crime, all the price increases, all of that is a result of the U.S. Constitution, and the Declaration of Independence, all of that is a result of America and liberty. Since America and liberty make your energy and food and rent cost so much, why don't you just let us pay for it for you? Doesn't matter where the money comes from. We'll get the money. We'll pay for your food and your energy and your house for you and all the fun things you want to do. Just give us power. Because if you vote... Vote, 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 vote for us. Like 98% of colleges voted for Democrats. These are kids that don't even know what planet they're on. They're going to school to be educated. They don't know anything. That's why they're at school to begin with. And they're voting 98% Democrat while the school here in Tucson kicked the Republican group off campus. But that's okay. You can kick the Republicans off campus, shut down search results for Republican websites. Google officially is doing that. Twitter. And Facebook do the same thing, censoring the Hunter Biden story. But there's no such thing as election tampering. No such thing as it. And for the record, I don't support Donald Trump. I don't think he's a good leader. And I don't want to see the guy run for president again. I think Donald Trump is a joke. We need a real leader who's going to be honest with the people. Whether that's in a state or that's in the country. But it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. At least honest in the sense that we're going to figure out what's actually going on. Um, and solve it honest however they are being and telling us what is going on and rubbing our face in it sure we laundered money through ukraine sure we laundered money in the name of peace to democrat candidates to get them elected to undermine the system of governance election the rule of law etc sure we did all that but you're a radical if you oppose us you're a terrorist a nazi sure I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Please go to our website, www.thesecretteachings.info. Subscribe to the show. Buy a copy of one of my books. My new book, Liberty Shrugged, is out. You can find a copy on the website. Email us, rdgable at yahoo.com, tstradio at protonmail.com. You can find us on Twitter and on Facebook. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. Don't be afraid, be informed. And we will talk to you on the next broadcast. If you're looking for a great gift that keeps on giving this year, check out one of my four books for the holiday season. Occult Arcana is a monumental collection of esoteric and occult lore. The technological elixir looks at UFOs, demonology in the music industry, and the soul and spirit in relation to modern technology. Liberty Shrugged, my new book, takes you on a historical journey through the concepts of natural liberty and provides a different angle on the American Revolution. Food philosophy explores food industry propaganda, advertising tricks, and geoengineering. Get all four books only at thesecretteachings.info in softcover or digital. That's thesecretteachings.info.